Tonight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are going to cover all your feedback from episodes one through six of Daredevil that we have not gotten to cover yet. We're kind of doing a catch-up on all our feedback, so hang out with us if you want to hear what all of you are saying about Daredevil after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we are here to discuss your feedback. To discuss you. We're talking about you right now. This is episodes one through six. We're going to start with episodes one and two, go all the way through uh, in chronological order. So if you're, feeling, if you're feeling real ballsy, you can uh, just cut us off at an episode that you have stopped. But uh, just in case, we are going to be talking spoilers all the way through episode six right now. So, so um, we've done the story so alert. far. Now we're getting your feelings so far. Yeah, so let's go. Let's do it. Let's talk about this. Nathaniel Muzzy on Facebook says to us, I was reading this article and it made me wonder, when does season two of Daredevil fit in the Marvel timeline? It's clearly summer by the weather, but also seems to be post Jessica Jones. Thoughts? I have no idea. I feel do you like have any thoughts? I feel like we've talked about this already. It, obviously, it happens after the, uh, the Jessica Jones time because mm-hmm. we've get, we get the Jessica Jones reference in uh, episode five. That's right. We get the, uh, like, just a straight-up name drop of Jessica Jones in episode five. We uh-huh. get Claire talking about it. We know she's working at that, at Hogarth's law firm, so we know for a fact right. it's after <laughs> Jessica Jones. And we know it's before, hmm, I'm trying to think if we know it's before Civil War. Very likely before very Civil likely. War. Very likely. I would think that that would be mentioned. Yeah, the, something that big would have to be mentioned. Um, I, like, Jessica Jones... Based on what happened, like what we saw on screens and monitors and like uh, medical reports, that happened in January of last year, I believe, and kind of moved forward from there. Okay. Um, I'm not sure how long after this series is taking place, though. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's summer. summer it so may it just be, be the very next summer. Right. It might be summer of last year. Cool. Um, I, think that's, I think that's fair to say. Um, and maybe I, so. I think they, they do a deliberately leave a little bit of wiggle room in a lot of this stuff, Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not going to be summer of this year because summer of this year is not here yet. Because they don't, they don't want to have some sort of flashback in a future episode that contradicts this and blah, you know. Yeah. So I think they very deliberately leave a little bit of wiggle room for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So That's fair. Uh, moving on. Cargo Man Shark says to us on Twitter, at uh, MCUcast, regarding your episode two podcast, Dog wasn't injured in Frank's attack. Irish used it in dog fights. Injured from the start. Frank bandaged it. I We did mention, someone else mentioned this too. Oh yeah, looking down the list a little bit. Looks like it's uh, Paul G. Villaverde to us on, uh, on Facebook said, Daredevil S2, E2, the dog. You guys really didn't pick up on the deal with the dog? They set up that he's a fighting dog and had just lost a match. Where was that fight earlier? He didn't get injured from any ricochets. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I yeah, heard the we, line. I just, I for some reason, I didn't notice that the dog had been bloodied on the head. Yeah, I, I straight up heard the line, I and mean, I think we even mentioned that he was a fighting dog uh, in a previous podcast, but I did not connect that with his injuries for some reason. <laughs> um, we were focused on the humans of the story. Yeah, no, I mean we were very focused on the dog. We yeah, just we didn't, were. we just didn't call, see it. So thank you guys uh, <laughs> both for thanks for calling us out, calling us out on missing that. I don't know why I didn't think that that was why. It's all he was about injured. checks and balances in in this. We're, <laughs> we're the executive branch. <laughs> you guys are the Senate. I mean, <laughs> not the Senate, 
Congress, all of it. The House of Representatives, more than likely, because there's a shitload of those guys. But, but who's the judicial branch? That's a really good question. <laughs> the DC On Screen podcast is the judicial branch. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's, let's move along. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, so Snake says to us on uh, Twitter, at MCUcast, going slow with season two of Daredevil, but I love the fact that they're straight up calling him the Punisher, unlike Kingpin, which we never heard. That is true. I do. I do love that. It just feels. It feels real. It doesn't. It feels. It feels like it could be in any cop television show. Yeah. Um. They call him the Punisher. It's just such a like. It's such a headline worthy name that I feel like it could be in. It could be in any of those sorts of shows. But it feels very much comic booky too. Yeah. So it's I'm, like it's a perfect meld of the of the worlds. Yeah, I'm totally down with them actually calling him Punisher. I love it. Randy says to us, uh, commenting on our blog, am I the only one who kept picking up hints of the coming Civil War while binging Daredevil Season 2? Not Captain America specifically, but a growing backlash against vigilantes. Hmm. Kind of, yeah, we're kind of seeing that a lot. But there's also the, the kind of... Uh, relief from daredevil especially in in episode four where he gives all the credit to the cops right so that that's Mahoney... a huge that's the biggest civil war thing i see is that he himself is wanting to like take his own vigilante power away yeah in a lot of ways but i think i think we're about to get something that's so extreme that he's going to have to get back involved you know yeah the uh the upcoming trial it sounds like is going to be a really big deal for something like that for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I when uh, again, we don't. I'm not sure where, what episode he, Randy's on, but uh, he may be able to pass us actually. Uh, but I've I've seen definitely seen some little bits, hints of vigilante, uh, vigilante hate. <laughs> they be hating. All right, uh, Omer Amalia says to us. By the way, congrats on your little baby. Uh, he says, speaking of loneliness, LOL, all caps. Let me tell you about my daredevil experience and geeky life. My wife is a little, a lot, squeamish. She gave Daredevil a a chance first season and bailed. Also on Agent Carter for some weird reason. Deadpool was too much for her, but she admits Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is right up there with The Flash for her favorite show. I'm running through the episodes in the middle of the night all by my lonesome, LOL, all caps, with my baby girl occasionally in hand. I am the geekiest among my friends and the most knowledgeable, so when I talk to my friends about this stuff, it ends up with me explaining obscure references and clearing murky plot details. And speaking of alone... I'm well, a- hold on. Let's face it, o- o- Omer. If you're doing that, it's not a chore. It's probably a bit of a privilege. I mean, I, I know I love being like, <laughs> oh, you don't know that obscure reference? Oh, let well, me explain to let you. Let me tell you about how Owsley gets referenced back and yeah. blah, blah. Let's, let's talk about all the small connections between Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and Daredevil and this and that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying, at least in my, in my mind, that's a little bit of a privilege to be that guy sometimes. <laughs> I I used to think that, and then like I got called that guy too much. Like, oh yeah, no, no one else likes it. It's just a personal sort of pride, and for for me, uh, I don't like being that guy. I'm just I'm just messing. I'm trying not to be that guy all the time. But now I'm like I have to be that guy because I'm I'm that guy here. He continues. And speaking of alone, I'm halfway around the world from everything that goes on on your side of the pond. I did visit twice for uh, San Diego Comic-Con in 07 and 2011, but since then I've been stuck in little old Israel. 
that's the reason I love you guys so much. Waiting for each of your reviews and trying to catch the episodes fast enough so I can get a comment in before you record. You crack me up. You calm me down. You complete me. <laughs> LOL, all caps. <laughs> Peace and love, guys. P.S. I'm trying to get something special done for you guys. Oh, that's uh, that's super sweet, Um I know you were joking about the you complete me stuff, but he wasn't. Uh, but the way Jeff Jeff read it, you know, it made me feel like it was just super sweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will do that for anybody that needs me to read things like that. Yeah, just all for you. Read it real romantic, like yeah, man. I'll break it down. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> I'll break it down for you. Uh, moving on, Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, I binged the whole season of Daredevil with a buddy, so I won't comment on the episodes because I can't remember exactly what happens when, other than it's great. Regarding the discussion about the sound of Frank's gun when he guns down the Irish, I think he was supposed to be using an AR with a suppressor. We see this gun later. <clears throat> ah, so possibly the reason you didn't think it sounded right was because he was using a silencer of some sort. Suppressor. Right. No such thing as a silencer. Same thing. It's not at all. <laughs> but if it was an AR with a suppressor, that would make a lot of sense for the sound. I went back and, and rewatched it uh, on different audio equipment, and it sounded more realistic. It sounded more like a real like firearm that would be making that kind right. of ruckus in there. So I, I have less of a problem with it. Um, on first watch, though, it kind of struck me wrong. So I don't know. It might have been that it was like late or I was tired or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Gotcha. But I'm past it, and I've moved on with my life. <laughs> oh, we got another one from Omer Amalia. <clears throat> got a so, couple. I think. A lot of these people are commenting on different oh yeah, episodes. Stacking up. So, so they kind of stacked up on us because, as we said on a previous episode, we recorded all in one day, those first few. So we're just now getting back to recording for you guys. All right. So Omer says to us, I'm not fast enough to comment on time for the podcast, but I'm right there with you guys. I love what you're doing. Don't ever stop. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop reading it like that. Daredevil Season 2, Episode 2 spoilers. You know when Stiltman threw that line to Daredevil, same here with the store clerk that with that not even 12 line. Like, uh-uh, no, no, no. You shouldn't have done that. Peace and love, guys. Have fun. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to piss off uh Daredevil or Punisher. Or yeah, like especially Frank Castle. Like Daredevil's gonna kick the shit out of you. And throw your keys in the water. But you'll survive. But you'll survive. You might go to the hospital with two broken arms, but you'll survive. And have a chance to rebuild your life anew, better, clean. Stronger, faster. Yeah. That don't kill me can only make... Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Omer's Amalia says to us again, uh, Daredevil Season 2, Episode 3, spoilers. The hallway stairs fight scene, not as good as the first one. Cuts were way visible. Camera work was too dodgy, and the stairs camera work really bothered me. Also, what we liked of the first fight when Daredevil was against eight men, but it felt like 30, didn't work this time for me. But it was still awesome. I would prefer a different setup altogether, maybe take the fight to the biker bar. A lot of new options there. I'm bashing the scene, but I love the scene and the episode. Loving Bernthal and his Batman voice. Peace and love, guys. <laughs> Batman voice. He uh, does kind of have a little bit of a Batman have voice. have a bit of a Batman voice. He's got that gravelly tone. I I really loved, uh, I loved that scene. I don't agree at all that it had the, I didn't think the cuts were super obvious. There are a few spaces where they may have been, but they may have been, but I didn't think they made them obvious. 
I just, I really like the, I, I suspend any criticism for, uh, camera work when things like that happen, when it's clearly like a whole lot of work has gone into it. Oh yeah. I try really hard not to nitpick. I didn't have to try very hard to not nitpick this because it was just so awesome. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Uh, the use of that chain, when he pulls that guy down from a floor above him to a floor below him. Oh yeah. That was just brutal. Brutal and amazing <laughs> camera slash stunt work. Like I don't know how they did that. Yeah, that stunt. We talked about this. That stuntman's dead. Yeah, he's just dead. He sacrificed himself to the altar of Daredevil. <laughs> okay, so Jeffrey James, our most famous follower, I think, uh, says to us <laughs> on Facebook, only commenting on podcast three on episode three. No spoilers. Your third podcast really illustrates what I like about the podcast. This is this is great. Let's just do everyone's, our own everyone's horns being on this. super nice to us tonight. Thank I you. I know. <laughs> it provided a perspective that changed my mind about a couple of scenes. I felt that some of the writing was weak in the subsequent episodes, but your viewpoint on Red versus Castle discussion made me rethink things. I don't know whether you've read the book The Virtues of Captain America, but it presents a fairly sophisticated argument that the Captain America character operates outside the dialectic between the ends justify the means, Punisher, and follow the rules of morality, Daredevil. His argument is that Cap takes action based upon who he is rather than upon an analysis of the greater good or reference to objective standards of morality. Cap does the right thing, quote-unquote, even when the right thing means working with bad guys in the Civil War comics. Again, not to put too fine a point on this, your podcast not only keeps me interested and excited to, about watching this season, it's reframing my view of it so that I can enjoy it, despite some quibbles with the writing. Hmm. I, I really love your analysis, uh, or you know, uh, the analysis from that book, Virtues of Captain America. I really like understanding the different characters and how it's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not binary, right? It is not. There is this thought and this thought. There is good and bad. Um, it is very much differences of opinion and. People having their own sets of morality. Yeah, and we um, get that, that more than anything upcoming in Civil War. Like, you've got good guys fighting good guys. We we haven't even seen the bad guys yet. Yeah. I don't read very often, but I may read The Virtues of Captain America. <laughs> that sounds very interesting. Yeah, I had not read this feedback until I read it just now. And I was like, how is there a book about this that I have not read? <laughs> like, how is there a book that involves comics that I have not read yet? Yeah. Like, even if it's just analyzing character, how have I not read that? Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm going to check that out. Omar Amale comes back. He's on the next episode. He says, Daredevil Season 2, Episode 4. Spoilers! Man! Three exclamation marks. By the way, we're getting into Episode 4, which I think was the shining episode so far. Of this Sir 6, Episode 4. Well, it was the, it was the, like... The culmination of, of Frank Castle's yeah, opening. Yeah, it was. Just like in the in the season one, episode six was the end of the Russian arc. Yeah. This is the end of... The Frank Castle. The Frank Castle versus the gang's arc. Yeah. Which we may get more of. I have a feeling it's going to be Frank Castle versus the DA at some point. Um, <laughs> that's a legal gang. Do you, do you think that they would possibly let Frank Castle shoot a woman in the face? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. You're right. Probably let's, let's, let's not. Let's go ahead. What did Omer They'll have drill to... his foot all they need to, but they will not <laughs> let him shoot a woman in the face. Probably not. You're right. That's so sexist. Um, <laughs> he can take torture, but you can't kill her. Yeah. And she's a bitch. Like, come on. Yeah. And she's, she's a the worst person. I don't know. If she somehow was involved with killing his, his, family, his family and then trying to get him on the DNR... 
Yeah. I would be mad at her like a lot. She I think he might person. shoot her in the face with a shotgun. Okay, maybe not the face. Uh, it might not be a real like Irish situation. Uh, that face shot, it was just going to live with me forever. Yeah, I, just was, hamburger, just hamburger. It was real All intense. All right, sorry, sorry right, to interrupt. So he says, man, all caps, three exclamation marks. This episode was a trip for me. I was just rocking my baby girl to sleep when Frank got into his baby girl story. I was crying. John Bernthal did such an awesome job. Also, something tells me Matt saying tomorrow for dinner with Karen might echo Frank's story. Peace and love, guys. Ooh, that uh, that did well. They did end up going to dinner, but that was some killer feedback. I wish we'd gotten that in time because uh, they did just have the conversation about how he said he would help her tomorrow. Yeah, read the book tomorrow, and then right after that. Yeah. Matt says tomorrow. Oh, that's good. That would have been real good. Oh, that would have been bad. That would have been some good writing right there. Uh, but I, I guess they didn't do that. They did go to dinner. Yeah. So they get more build up to have more emotional turmoil. Yeah. Obviously. Pretty much. Because this Electra thing is going to come back to bite Matt. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, At least the his firm has money. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, it's such a. I, now that we've gotten through episode six. I'm really loving the balance of storytelling where we've got this interesting thing happening with Electra, uh, this this Ro- Roxxon Corporation that Matt is having to do kind of by himself as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil, <laughs> kind of both. Yeah. And then you've and got. He hasn't told anybody about it. Yeah, it's real. That's all. a bad call. It's a real bad call. Like, tell Foggy at least. Yeah, but you know, Foggy would judge him hard. Foggy's going to judge him hard either way. Yeah. But it, it, he he's thinking he can get away with it, just helping her and getting her out of the way. But Karen's going to bust him, fake making out with her at a party, and <laughs> it's going to be real bad. She's going to walk in and be like, Matt. You know what? It wouldn't be out of realm of possibility to be real making out with her, because he does have feelings for her, even though... Uh, but I would hate to see that. I don't, wanna, I don't, want, I don't want Matt go... He's, he's, I mean, they haven't defined the relationship yet. He doesn't have a commitment yet to Karen, but... Come on. Well, he even he did. He said he was seeing someone uh, to Electra earlier on. He better not. He better not hurt her. <laughs> he better not hurt her. That's all you I'm saying. You better be nice to her. She's been through enough. Oh gosh, I don't want. I don't want Karen to get hurt. <laughs> Me either, man. All right. So moving up. Uh, HR Tucker emails us says a few things. One. Is episode four the official gore episode of Daredevil? Last season's car door, this season's power drill and shotgun to the face? Yeah. People lose faces on this show. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's rough. It's it's not nice. I think he is right about this. That, that uh, HR, that was the gore moment. Well, so far. We've got so far to go. <laughs> So far to go. There was also the uh, the guy like throwing his head onto the spike in episode three last season. Oh yeah, that was was that that early in the yeah. season? Man, uh, yeah. yeah, that was insane. Yeah, so because that was where you got the the Wilson Fisk name. Oh, that's right. His name is Wilson Fisk. That yeah. was so so rough. Just killed me. So rough. Gross. Uh, he says two. Frank Castle captured, locked up. Sad they did that to him so soon. I thought that too until I found out they were going to have a trial of the Punisher. Yeah, that's that's just such good synergy between the characters. Yeah, like we get reminded in episode six that Matt Murdock is a lawyer. Yeah, and he do. does work for a law firm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's great. Uh, H.R. Tucker continues uh, in point number three. Feel free to refer to me by my title and nom de guerre, Computer King. I was the supervillain of podcasting under that name from 2006 to 2011. Your buddy, Mr. McFall, followed me on Facebook way back then. You might remember me. Oh, neat. Uh, all right, Computer King. I apologize for uh, we not reading ahead. <laughs> I just read it like you paste it, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, cool. Well, thank you very much, Computer King. Computer uh, King. We'll have to say, tell Mr. McFall you said hello. Computer King says hello, Charles McFall. Seems like someone's going to get shot after that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Brian Keegan says to us all on Facebook, Daredevil Season 2, Episode 4, possible spoiler, don't piss off Van Gogh, guys. Just don't do it. (laughs) Whatever. Van Gogh gets shot in the face. Yeah. He lost a little bit more than an ear this time. Oh. Oh, history burn. (laughs) Bazinga. Uh, Cargo Man Shark says to us also regarding Daredevil season two, episode four, Frank's in custody. Nelson and Murdoch will probably represent. But what I want to know is who will care for the dog now? <laughs> I love, love how much Cargo Man Shark uh, cares about the dog. Um, I mean, I do too. I don't want the dog, you know, getting hurt or getting neglected. I mean, now that Nelson and Murdoch are representing him, I'm sure he's already told Karen to go feed the dog. <laughs> right? I plead not guilty, Your Honor. Go feed the dog, Karen. <laughs> like just like that. I love I love how much feedback we have on episode four. We had like one or two on episode one, one or two on episode two, and there's like fifteen feedbacks for episode four because <laughs> it was a great one. It, it was, was the a culmination one. of a great story that's yeah. not actually the culmination. It's the end of a tiny beginning arc for yeah. it. Yeah. Golly, we're so still still have so much left. I'm excited. Gary Vasut says to us on Facebook, season two, episode four, spoilers. Quick feedback for episode four. Just get burnt all his Emmy. That graveyard scene might be the single best emotional note the MC you has ever had not a parent but i can i can't imagine having a child and trying to make it through that scene without being utterly destroyed by it far and away the best daredevil or the best episode daredevil has aired aside from that scene the rest of the episode was great love tony kerr and his finn too bad his tenure as a villain was cut short by a shotgun to the face this episode hit on all cylinders well on to episode five i totally agree on all those points gary uh just just such give a him great... the emmy yeah just give right him now emmy. I really... There's no other competition. I know there's great TV out there, um, but just because it's a freaking comic book show, stop ignoring it, you know? Yeah. I I, I think Wilson Fisk uh, deserved an Emmy last season. I really, really did. And I mean the character. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to think of that actor's name. D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, that is his name. You're yeah, right. Yeah, no, I just I think Wilson Fisk deserves the Emmy. <laughs> uh, no, no, D'Onofrio really deserves an Emmy for la- what he did last season. And uh, n- same thing with Punisher so far. Just that episode four. John Bernthal is phenomenal. If you cut that scene, take that one scene without anything surrounding it and send it to the Emmy uh, Emmys, like there's no the reason board. they would not give him the Emmy. Like he's, it's just so good, or at least be in the running. He should be nominated as a supporting oh, yeah. act, supporting character. God, it's so good, and it's such a long shot of just that, that wonderful monologue. Just his pain the whole time, oh. you feel it. It's so good, like him speaking rips your heart out with every word. It really does. Ugh. 
Okay. Looks like this is the last one for the night. Uh, Cargo Man Shark says to us on Twitter, hashtag DDS2E5. Servers were wiped in the incident. A small, quick Age of Ultron reference. I'd almost forgotten and it's an adventurous world. Huh. I, I, is, you think that was the incident they're talking about? Uh, Ultron? I don't know. Because they keep calling everything the incident, okay? <laughs> we need specifics on the incident. Because uh, I think, because yeah. That, there that, have been several incidents so far. I do, I do think that makes most sense. Because I don't think that the alien invasion... Yeah, they didn't care about hard drives. They, they weren't working on hard people. drives. Uh, so yeah, that's probably, he's probably right on that. That's cool. Un- unless they just like destroyed the plants that were holding the hard drives or something. But that's not being wiped. That's being wiped out. I guess. Yeah. Cool. That's that's a that's a good thought, uh, Cargo Man Shark. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for tonight. We're gonna be back tomorrow with season seven review. I'm not season. Yes, we're watching a season of Daredevil a day. Um, I'd do it. I probably would. Too. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Oh man! If they only why doesn't why doesn't Netflix save up and reduce release seven seasons at once? I mean, come on. <laughs> Did I say Netflix or uh, yeah? Why doesn't Netflix save up? I think you said Netflix. Okay, for a second I thought I said why doesn't Daredevil save up? Come on, release? Matt Murdock. Come on, Matt Murdock. All right. Uh, well. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for all of your feedback. If you'd like to get in the conversation, hit us up uh, at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, or just call us at 573-CAST-MCU. You can leave your voicemail and we will play it on the show. We've got um, a lot more feedback to come, but it's all for uh, future episodes. We're not going to cover it just yet. Um, but we're we're, wait. we'll be back tomorrow with episode seven and the subsequent feedback for that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let us know if you've got anything you want to say. Get in the conversation at all those places. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.